Welcome to this week's episode of Thriving Through Menopause with me, Clarissa. We're going to be talking about a subject that I personally really love, that I've used in my own life, and that's aromatherapy. And I'm absolutely thrilled to be joined by Amy Anthony. She's a certified clinical aromatherapist and aromatic gardener, which I'm just dying to learn more about. Welcome to the show, Thank Amy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so delighted. I mean, you're someone like me who had a big career switch. And I was reading, oh, marketing research. Well, that was actually my career too. So <laughs> that is, she's like, we'll have to talk about this offline. But it's, I'm just like, wow. <laughs> wow. Great. You know. Yeah, I know. But as is, you know, she's here as an educator, as an aerobotherapist, herbalist, and gardener, and master composter. Well, I'm a composter, but I'm not a master composter. <laughs> so, so many points of, of great connection. And I'm, I'm looking forward to really learning more about aromatherapy and what it can bring to you, my listeners, as part of this perimenopause, menopause journey. Maybe just a little bit for my listeners who may have some idea about what aromatherapy is, but maybe not a hundred percent. Tell me, you know, in short, because it's a big subject, what what kind of are we talking about here, wow. Amy? Well, this is so exciting to share because I am an aromatherapy educator and practitioner. Aromatherapy is the therapeutic application of genuine and authentic essential oils to support the entire person. And you and I have spoken about holistic aromatherapy. So we look to support a person with the oils to help them with stress and feel good through every part of their lives. That's. I love that because it really is this holistic. I love it. Love it. Love it. You know, it's just, um, it's so much more than, you know, oh, I think sometimes it gets sort of like an oil here or an oil there, but it really is this whole person approach, which fits into how I feel personally we should be managing menopause. Yeah. I mean, when I've listened to um, your most recent episode, you talk about like nutrition and that's part of holistic aromatherapy. When I speak with students, I actually just gave a workshop last night here in New York at Deloitte. It was a corporate thing, but still it's about the whole person. So if you come to me as a client or a student, I'm going to ask you, how's your sleep? How's your diet? Are you getting enough movement? I hate the word exercise. Are you getting enough movement? Are you in the sun? So that helps me help you. Yeah, because it, it, is, it isn't just separate parts. We are a whole yeah. person. So that's maybe a lead into sort of how do you then, and, and you've given a little insight, actually begin to find the right oils for your clients when they come it's to you. a great question because um, I think with smell, we're working with aromatic plants. We're working with e the essential oils, genuine and authentic so just to be really clear for everybody, we don't work with synthetics at all. And this is a rabbit hole. We could go down the few you want, but the synthetics we breathe in can really disrupt our hormones. So when we're working with genuine and authentic essential oils, we are working with things from plants, things we eat like fennel, coriander, 
and our body recognizes those. So that's important to share. But when someone comes to me, there's a lot of great research out there already that people have done. And we've talked, you and I were speaking before about Robert Tisserand. There are people that have the evidence that something like clary sage can help us with balancing hormones and geranium and fennel. So we have, as the student and the teacher, we have this collection to choose from and know where certain plants excel for something like supporting women through her whole, a woman through her whole life. And then I would present these oils to you. And then you may say, I hate the smell of that. And I'll say, we won't use that one. <laughs> I will make a blend for you because I could tell you that geranium and rose are good for you. But you might say, rose reminds me of a grandmother I didn't like. And I'm like, okay, we won't use that because I want you to want to use your aromatherapy product every day until you feel better. So that's that's my elevator speech. That is amazing. <laughs> no, but I love that, Amy, because that oils can be quite polarizing. I mean, there are some oils that I really can't, I can't stand chamomile. I can't stand the And I'm not a big geranium fan. I have to tell you that it's not an oil that I gravitate naturally and you can have funny relationships with something like lavender there have been times in my life when I have loved that not so much now so you're right it's much more than this is good and this is bad or bad or this is for this which you see in books yeah and um, if you don't I'd love to piggyback on that because I am of the camp where I love the plants I love working with them and sharing them and they give me a voice to relate to people. But there's that this is good for that mentality that I fall prey to. You know, I was born in the U.S. I'm of that time of, you know, give me that. I want to feel better. But we know it's not instant. So the if I tell you peppermint's good for a headache, but your body is a little different, it might not work for you. So the role of the aromatherapist is to come in and be like, let's sit down and talk about you. I present you this palette of oils. And I'm going to blend something for you. That's. Yeah. That's. Yeah. And so therefore what I'm saying is that it's, it's personal medicine. It, it is like we were saying, it's holistic and it's the person before it's the product, which is sort of the antithesis of what we see from our clinicians who, you know, they're doing their job, but this is the medication. But the buy, uh, the downsides and the various side effects it, are our, our response to. Yeah, it, that's so beautifully said. And it also goes along with, um, I'm going to quote my, I studied herbalism under a, a person named Jim, Jim McDonald here in Michigan. And he would always say that, you know, plants do stuff. They often don't stop bodily processes. They help. And one thing about aromatherapy and specifically the essential oils, of course, is that they're working on the nervous system. And I, I want to use this as a segue to highlight Vitex berry, Vitex agnus castus, um, often called chasteberry. And it's known to work with progesterone. And a lot of us, unbeknownst to us, we hear about estrogen all the time, and we should because there's a lot of things that mimic estrogen that get us in trouble. But we're often pro- progesterone deficient 
And it is believed to show that Vitex works on the hypothalamic level. So it's like it's influencing something and saying, hey, think about doing this, you know, this kind of woo-woo language that I have to use as an aromatherapist. Um, we're, we're helping the body yeah. like do things on a higher level. Generally, we're talking about the hypothalamus as, as a regulator in informing the body uh, to do things. So um, I didn't think I'd be sharing Jim McDonald's name, but it's like I, I, he was influential in my training as an herbalist. But um, I'm going to pause because I was going down a rabbit hole. But that's, but that is, be, and I think that I'm so glad, Amy, that you brought progesterone into the conversation because it is such an important hormone. And, and, you know, I've spoken to some other people and I said, well, why do we talk about estrogen all the time? And I met Professor Geraldine Pryor. She's probably the world's number one progesterone expert. And she said, oh, it's because estrogen came first. <laughs> she said, that's the only reason we forget to talk about progesterone. But. It is so important and, and it does act on the hypothalamus and the whole managing this complex stress pathway that plays such a big role in how we feel um, in perimenopause. And of course, oils play a huge role, don't they, in stress management? They do. Can I, I just want to share some insights from when I was a teaching aromatherapy certification. Um, I'd have students that would share about themselves and their lives and they would share how like they'd be so stressed they can't get pregnant they're like their mothers having times of great stress where like the cycles are so off and um you know it's usually it's your your cycle could be thrown off but especially i'm thinking about pregnancy stories shared with me and as a holistic aromatherapist we study holistic aromatherapy thanks to the lineage from england and Marguerite Moray is kind of the grandmother of holistic aromatherapy. And the stress response is what we always focus in on first because we can't diagnose or treat as aromatherapists here in the United States. So we will often enter in through stress. How are you sleeping? What are you feeling like? And guess what? So many of the oils help with that stress response. And had. They do, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and have done and and of course have as plants done that as a herbalist. They've been doing that since millennia. Yeah. yeah. And within that, this is a great point. Like being in nature is one of the greatest stress relievers. So we've become such a industrialized globe. And we're so in our human lives of cities and suburbs and the internet, God bless it, but you know, you know, our phones, it's like we need to step back. So the first cure in quotes is nature, garden, be with the plants, cook beautiful things, make great herbal teas. And then, yes, maybe I could suggest patchouli to help you get feel really sexy, along with a little Elan Elan oil to really like make you feel all like. I love my, my quote for patchouli is it helps you get into your hips and sink in. And Elan, Elan just makes you feel really languid and beautiful. Like who doesn't want to feel that way at any age? <laughs> no, no wonder we, we all want to feel like that. At, well, I'd like to feel like that at every age, actually. And I think we can. And it, in it, oils can be such a part of that. But that's such a beautiful segue into your other side of your work, which is 
aromatic gardening. And I'm just so curious about what that is. Oh, it's it sounds so fabulous. It's it's really I devote a lot of my I, I'm very happy to share that I have a little house out on Long Island as well. So I live in New York City. My husband and I have a house out on Long Island and I garden and I don't have fencing up for the most part. So I have deer and everybody and Part of that, working with that, is a lot of deer and rabbits don't eat aromatic plants. And as an aromatherapist as well, um, I love having the plant, seeing, um, asking it to live with me. How does it grow? What does it like? And then I harvest my own, the plants, and I distill them to obtain the hydrosols. So I make rose water, I make chamomile hydrosol. And uh, I just have an obsession for aromatics because, and all plants, but I, my passion has become the oils, you know, this, this is it. So it's like, I get the whole perspective as a practitioner from gardening and learning how the plants yeah. work to distilling them, to um, working with them, with other people. That's, so, that's beautiful. Cause that makes us feel that. The oils, even though they come in a like a little bottle, they are in fact rooted in nature. In in the yeah, and that's that's sort of like for us, we're getting that essence. Yeah, aren't we? it, you're um, you're making me so happy to share this quote. Um, I believe it's from the uh, well-known, I believe, aromatherapist David Crow. He owns Floricopia, and he's based in California. Uh, distilled sunlight in a bottle and that's that's I believe I heard that from him in a talk where essential oils we distill the plant and overcomes that the volatile oils over the still and you have that little bottle filled with hundreds of pounds of plant material you know and you are getting sunlight you're yeah. getting this like life energy <laughs> it's just so poetic oh that that's just Oh, and it's sort of goosebumpy too because it's because it, because it is because we're really bringing the something really special to people in in aromatherapy oils. Obviously, if they're genuine plants and not something made yeah. in a made in a lab and mixed with whatever, yeah. But you know, so how do people know that, Amy? How do they know that plant that things are genuine? Oh, good. If they were saying, well, how do I find Good that? Good question, because um, people can be curious. So if you don't want to seek out an aromatherapy practitioner and you want to like start to educate yourself, um, I do have to make a plug for the school I earned my two certifications from was registered with NAHA, the National Association for Holistic Aromatherapy, and their standards are set. So you can go to someone's website like that to get tips on like, you know, oil safety and things like that. I'm also registered with the Alliance of International Aromatherapists, and I'm currently the state representative, the New York state rep. Um, so you could go to these websites to get info. So you know there's professional organizations out there. There's others, of course. Um, so please don't just go to Etsy and buy an oil. There are many beautiful, re reputable yeah. companies. And um, as an independent person. I do not advocate brands. I'm very clear about that. I don't push oils. I don't treat them as products. Yeah. I could get a bit heated about this. 
but please look at the name. Like I'm looking at patchouli right now. So this is really great. Um, if you're, if you don't mind the aroma, some people do, it brings them back to high school with their hippy dippy boyfriend. Uh, but look for the Latin name. You want to see the plant part it's from ideally country of origin. You want maybe a lot number and you want to find a company that you could email them or call them or, you know, get in touch and say, Hey, I have a question about your oil. I've been on websites, by the way, where I saw a picture that wasn't the plant associated. And I wrote to them saying like, that's wrong. You know, you should update that. But you want to also smell an oil. So if you're in a shop and you have the luxury to smell the oil or order a sample, you want to smell it. So a real genuine oil will be a poem. It will be like an aromatic symphony where it has a beginning, middle, and an end. And in perfumery, and we work like perfumers sometimes when we blend, it, it has like a top note and a middle note and a dry down. And what, one thing you should do is you could, and right now I'm showing I have a scent strip and I have patchouli takes a long time to come out of the bottle. <laughs> I'm going to, it's a very... <laughs> A little longer than, let's say, Clary's Sage. So Clary's Sage here is thought. It's very euphoric for many people. I, I've seen people just get kind of <laughs> with Clary's Sage. Um, if you spend a long time with her, it. Clary's Sage looks like fallopian tubes, actually. So if you look at the plant. But smell the oil on a cotton pad or something, and it should change. It should change and dry down a synthetic will be flat i say it's metallic it'll just keep smelling the same you might get a headache from it so a genuine oil will have complexity and generally it shouldn't it won't give you a headache and it should dry down and just get it give you a reaction um and if you don't mind i want to say another thing about that because part of that reaction as humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah. I've seen this yeah. with myself. I see it in workshops I, or in one-on-one -on -one sessions. The... um Within 30 seconds to a minute, if you're there smelling gently, not like going, 
you know, but you, you should be able to feel something change within yourself. Maybe you're like, you relax your facial muscles, maybe your breath changes a little bit. And that's a sign that something's happening. Like a synthetic won't do that for you unless it's emotionally related, uh, you know, with a memory or something. Yeah, but I want to yeah, yeah. I want to pause because I've been blabbing a bit there. <laughs> no, but I I think that that's really good, and I think those are some great tips and things for people to look out for when they're buying oils. Because you're right, I mean there is stuff on Etsy, and we don't know what it is, and there are companies. And we won't talk brands, but they push you know, things and you're not sure. And they're huge. I mean, I mean, oils can be very yes. costly. Um, and, and because of the process, I mean, rose, for example, I'm sure, Amy, you can see it's like your, your face is showing it all. But I mean, there's like thousands and thousands of rose petals that go into making some Yeah, bottle. it's a highly concentrated plant material. Rose, just as a tip, by the way, there's some oils that are very costly because they are more water soluble. So when they are distilled, we always use water. It's usually steam. So we have to, like those components, those volatile, really light components need to go over on the steam and go into a condenser and become the oil and the hydrosol. So it would be rose oil and rose water. Rose wants to stay in the water. So it takes a lot of rose. That's one of the main reasons. Same with lemon verbena and lemon balm. Those are all really good for anxiety yeah. and depression. And they love staying in the water. So as a tip, by the way, and um, I have a, for, a thing I want to share with, with your listeners. The hydrosols are yes. gorgeous to work with. And you can buy them at reputable companies. You can buy rose and neroli specifically at really good culinary shops. I just bought some here at a culinary shop in um, the East Village this weekend. So rose water is a facial toner for women of all ages yeah. um, for a stress. Yeah. But you could really harness and have great effect with hydrosols, and they are much less expensive. Ah, oh, that's that, that is a really great tip that people probably... Maybe we remember something from grandma or something. We never know what we do remember because grandma used rose yeah. water. And of course, it's used, as you said, in food, particularly in the Middle Eastern food. But yes, we don't think so much these days of using it for ourselves. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but let's turn a little to menopause, perimenopause, menopause. And I mean, some of the common symptoms that we have are well they can be all sorts come <laughs> I mean we know that they're but mental physical emotional I'd love you to share with me some of the key oils that may be particularly beneficial for women to consider even though obviously working with an aromatherapist is the optimal um where where can we begin that journey in terms of what might be direction and good for So us. it's um, exciting. So A, the easiest to find, uh, seriously, is if you could go get yourself some rose hydrosol and neroli is nice too. Even thinking, let's just think about emotions and the holistic supportive. I want to feel good about myself. So if you can go and find that and daily like spray your face and body 
and um, post shower or bath, excuse me, <clears throat> spray yourself before you put a lotion on. So it's a good beauty tip too, or wellness tip to spray yourself with the hydrosol like rose and then apply your body oil. So you're getting nourishment and you're going to get those molecules into your bloodstream because that's the thing about aromatherapy is you're inhaling them olfaction topically of course of course it goes into your bloodstream but those molecules get into you no matter what so i i thought about this so when i think about um transitioning into the next great phase of our life i think about hot flashes and cooling and balancing so i want to share some insights i have a friend of mine and i came up with the hydrosol blend called lilith because lilith was can I can I say she was a badass? She's the ultimate empowered, the <laughs> ultimate empowered female <laughs> figure, right? So we made a hydrosol of part one equal parts Vitex that I mentioned, by uh, or Chaseberry yeah. hydrosol, and the other part Clary Sage hydrosol in a spray. And I've had several people tell me that when they're feeling a hot flash come on, they spray themselves with this hydrosol. Or you can make an aromatherapy spritzer with the oils. Their hot flashes are tempered. I'm not making a medical claim. This is based on some case studies. No, no. But again, the progesterone-friendly yeah. one and the estrogen-friendly one or estrogen-friendly. Clary Sage and Vitex. Yeah. Um, but cooling and balancing. So further into that, so maybe consider getting those oils or, um, and you can make an aromatherapy spritzer. Rose, patchouli, and vetiver, very calming oils. Rose is more of that heart center, self-love and compassion and compassion for others. But patchouli and, and um, vetiver, grounding, literally cooling. So if you feel you're flushing or even you're getting angry and irritable, vetiver and patchouli to smell can be literally that shh, calm down. And get grounded. Uh, and seriously, 30 seconds a minute. Uh, try to do it daily. Or I do. I am a fan of having an aromatic spritzer. You know, uh, I'm 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 going to yep. I'm pretending I'm spraying myself right now. <laughs> um, so some of the classics. I've kind of mentioned a lot of them. Another balancing to balancing oils, like for women of all ages, starting from teens up into your 90s, you know, if you're living to be 100. Balancing oils are the geranium you said you're not that much in love with. Another one to consider is palmarosa. And palmarosa is related to lemongrass, the beautiful grass of palmarosa. They have similar chemistry. They both smell a little rosy. But I find that like... um Rose is that deep compassion and like almost euphoria bliss. These two are a little mm. more like self-acceptance and I could feel even keeled. Uh, and I found that with myself too. Yeah. Um, yeah. When I work with these. Yeah. I'm just pausing because I just worked with a 10-year-old the other night to make her a rollerball and we choose, chose Palmarosa. I presented some oils to her. And she went for this one, um, for one of her oils. Wow. But so the balancing and yeah. these two oils are known as balancers for hormones. So take that for what it's worth. Generally, we're talking, I think, more of the estrogen because we have so many more receptors for estrogen, don't we? 
Um, but balancing oh, yeah. on the skin, Definitely. the scalp. So those two are really nice in wellness care for the body. That's beautiful. And I think a lot of women will probably agree that our skin can be very sensitive. We can get rosacea. And then we have, you know, good old wrinkles. They're there, you know, and we can be as self-accepting as we like, but we still want to do something. And, and that oils, I think, if I'm, if I'm correct, Amy, can be a great support with all those changing things around our yes. skin. I mean, definitely inside and out. So the, there's the olfactory effect of emotions and feeling good. There's also, the oils are known to be overall anti-inflammatory. Um, many of them excel for wound healing and redness repair. So if you made a very gentle facial toner and oil, we should all be oiling our face with not essential oils, but things like rosehip seed oil, you know, those really nourishing oils yeah. that help with wrinkle, with, with wrinkle prevention. Um, but when we work with the fixed oils like that topically with maybe 1% dilution of like these oils, essential oils for the skin, like I would put rose in a, a facial oil, patchouli. I would love to look, put the palmarosa or geranium. Um, heck, I love vetiver. If you want, I didn't talk about Elan, Elan much, but that's helpful for skin inflammation. Another one that's really nice for inflammation and that red heat is, um, of course, chamomile, German chamomile. For you, we'd blend that really low, yep. one, one little drop. Uh, and then helichrysum is a really, really gorgeous one uh, that generally is from Corsica, but I call her a her. She is a, she's like a band-aid that comes in and says, everything's going to be okay for on your mind and on your skin. Like, she, it's like, like chamomile comes in like a that. mom a little bit. Roman chamomile comes in like a grandmother mm. that's going to smother you and make you go to sleep. But Heli Kristen's like, it's okay. We're going to do this. We're going to get it done. I'm here for you and we're going to take care of you. We're going to calm that down. Oh, I love the way you just talk about them. They're living. They're not, they're not, you know, something sterile in a the bottle. There's a sort of life and a yeah. living with them, which is so beautiful. I, I love this so much. So really, there are different oils that we can have for sensuality, for wellness, for anti-anxiety, for our skin. It's, it's like that. What about people who ask if you can take them internally? Where do you stand on that? That's a really interesting question because um, in Europe and I think even Australia and uh, maybe even like Hong Kong, like aromatherapy has its pockets. And there are standards set in certain communities, and it's acceptable for medical doctors to work with essential oils internally in places in Europe. The uh, essential oils are not regulated by the government here, by the FDA. They're, it's a blessing and a curse that I can go to a, a store nearby here and buy I like any oil I want that's on the market. Um, They're not regulated. Uh, so professionally and ethically, it is not 
um, professional for an aromatherapist to prescribe internal usage for somebody. And it's frowned upon here in this country. There are companies that do push these things. There, I have worked with them internally. There's select clients I have worked with internally. And it's usually for a um, physical thing. Like I've made pessaries and things like that. I personally have used them yeah, before. Yeah. But for um, we don't have the training here currently in the U.S. It's starting to go the way to become right. talking about and teaching internal use, but the training is not there. And I, I will answer. I, I hope I'm answering this clearly, but I'm trying to be very diplomatic. Yeah. Um, please know yeah. that there's a whole alphabet of chemistry that belongs to the aromatics. And there are certain components that can be very, very harmful to the liver. So if I was to take yeah. oh, one of the extremes like thujone and take a drop of that an oil heavy in thuya or there is the thuya tree, one drop of that oil yes. every day, it takes more than 24 hours for my liver to process that. So if I took one drop a day for five days, you know, what's the half-life? I'd have to look that up for the research. But you get the point. It's like the liver's still processing. Yeah. So yeah. the liver's like, well, I need to focus yes. on that. I can't focus on the other things I need to work on. So that that's the thing about internal use is it's it's a drug. And they're not regulated as drugs. Yeah. So they have to be thought of that way. So this is my way to share with you and the, your lovely audience that olfactory yeah. aromatherapy is one of the most approachable and safest ways to work with oils and to, quote, just yeah. balance your hormones. I've had students that are like, well, my period <laughs> became normal, you know, within a month or within two months of working with the oils. And you could smell it like daily or use a rollerball or something, just mild topical application. Yeah. So internal use is, it's not responsible unless you have the training. Yeah, I think that was a great answer. No, Amy, that's a great answer because I'm sure there's someone out there. And, and of course, in France and places like that, that's not Correct. uncommon. But I think people have very special training. And in the UK, if you're listening to the UK, I know that there are some people that do yep. that. Uh, and there are a lot of oils that are not allowed to be bought by the lay public yes. in the UK. I, I certainly know. I don't know how that fits in other words. But I remember when I was working alongside with training my massage therapy that I knew that the aromatherapists could have access to oils that could not be bought um, out on the main shelves because they can be harmful in the hands of untrained yeah. people. So. I think that's probably, I think that we're probably on the same page there. Yeah, Amy. It's, it's a big, and um, I did mention yeah. here in the U.S. you can buy like any oil because it's not regulated. So it's a blessing and a curse. But yeah. Yeah. I think one of them was bergam bergamot is one of the oils that isn't so, was one of the oils in Europe and uh, Ravensara. Ah, Ravensara aromatica. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, there is like pennyroyal and... Uh, and yeah. the average aromatherapist, the, the quote average person won't think of these oils, you know, but um, no, it's even, uh, I don't know how much 
I could go a little further like lemongrass. Don't use that topically unless you're diluting it quite heavily because it's incredibly irritating. You know, so it's just dilution yeah. is proper. I want to just share this one thing and then I'll, I'll shut up. <laughs> uh, one drop is all you need <laughs> when you're smelling an oil. One drop and you smell it for that olfactory experience, which goes into your bloodstream. You're smelling it, right? One drop. More than that can be annoying, agitating, have the opposite effect of what you want. So less is always more. That is an excellent point. Less is more. Think more yes. homeopathy yes. than, you know, smothering in where obviously dilution works really, really well. And I think that is a wonderful rule of thumb for anyone who is new to aromatherapy what, it, what you just said there yeah thank you huh. yeah really really a shit i think this is a huge topic we could talk for a century on it <laughs> there's so many books but as you said there's ways that we can get going find a small range of oils that might work really well for us find an aromatherapist we like um and and start really, I think what what you're saying, and I love the hydrosol approach. I think that that's when I'm gonna head out and see what I can find myself here, uh, living in a country that doesn't hugely embrace aromatherapy. Strangely right. enough, oh, yeah. interesting. Probably because it's very, you know, I think this is a, a funny when it comes to that, but compared to the UK or. Australia or France, not so prevalent here and hard to find, very hard to find quality oils have to be imported. Yes. Yeah. I find that with, uh, I learned teaching here in New York City. I was blessed to meet people from around the, the globe that came to the New York Institute of Aromatherapy and the, then the New York Institute of Aromatic Studies, which now they don't exist anymore. But people would tell us like, I'm from, you know, Singapore and I have to import oils or it's more like Latin American countries. So it's, yeah, it's interesting how regional this can be. Indeed, indeed. Amy, I would love my listeners to know how they can connect with you, um, find out more about what you're doing, maybe be able to work with you. How can they do that? Oh, thank you so much. Um, so just as a caveat, I do find that this from my journey from corporate America back to me knowing I needed the plants, uh, I found I'm an educator now, and I really enjoy that part. So if you go to nycaromatica.com, you'll find there's ways to connect with me, but you'll find articles I write like on the plants. So if you wanted to learn about patchouli getting into your hips, I have videos and I have free articles. I have classes and my classes will build over time of uh, diffuse, diffusing essential oils, intro to aromatherapy. Several of them are free or pay what you wish. I have my classic class chakras and aromatherapy that it costs a little more money, but that's a baby of mine, <laughs> a big baby of mine. Um, but I am passionate about sharing this knowledge and grateful I can. So nycaromatica.com. Um, Lots of things to read and content will keep appearing over the years. And um, I'm out there just, I won't shut up about this stuff. So that is fantastic. We are putting that in the show notes. And I love that we're not shutting up about this stuff. <laughs> love Good, it. Right? Because I love it. 
It's like, I don't shut up about menopause. So there we are. <laughs> I am, I love this. This is so exciting. Uh, I'm so pleased to be, meet you and share your voice too. I can't wait to share everything about this and menopause with like half the world is female. Yeah, <laughs> half of us are female. And here, right here, are things that can come into that holistic um, arena of supporting us. And they've been around for a very long time. And that's why I yes. love having people like you, Amy, come in and share the ancient wisdom that sits with what our medical practitioners do so that you, my listeners, and women all over the world can actually have the menopause support that works for you. So I want to thank you, Amy, for coming on the show and sharing just a little snippet of this insight into oils. It's very exciting. Oh, thank you so much. I am so grateful for your time and I wish everyone, all of your gorgeous listeners, just have fun with the plants and just shower yourself with love and genuine and authentic essential oils in moderation. Brilliant. <laughs> oh, there we go.